Okay, Brukham Abohem. Welcome everyone. Parshas Vayechi. The Shurim on Sefer Bereshis were graciously sponsored by Dr. Zakaim Umishpachta, Lila Nishmas, Rav Shloyma, Eliezer ben Rav Yaakov Zakaim, and Lila Nishmas, her mother, Rivka Bas Tuvia. We thank them very much for sponsoring all the Shurim on Sefer Bereshis. And we're Mavarech, their family, with the bracha that we're going to say. At the end of the Kriya Satoyah this week, Chazak, Chazak, Benis Chazek, we're Mavarech them, Hashem should give their whole family Chizuk in all areas, Brachav HaTzlacha, Abiy Askoyal Tzedek. Tonight's shir is sponsored by our very long and dear friend, Reb Chaim Zimin, Chaim and Rachi Zimin, with gratitude to Hashem for the birth of their Son, this past Friday night. Mazel tov, mazel tov, mazel tov. So we were together with Reb Chaim by a lot of holy kvarim a short while ago. So Baruch Hashem, the tefillahs were neskabel. And we're, we're mevarik Reb Chaim and his wife. They should be zorcha tizkach, tizku, legadloi, letoira, lechub, lemasim toivim. Mazel tov, mazel tov. And appreciation for their close relationship with Rabbi Gladstein. Okay, that's very nice of you. Very sweet. Okay. And also, tonight's share is sponsored and dedicated to Avigail Emuna Basara for tremendous bracha and hatzlacha, dedicated by her husband in honor of his wife. May she be nesbarech b'chol brachais, tiskul amitzvahs. Okay, Marv Rabbi fasten your seatbelts. This year is uh, the subject tonight is off the charts. This is uh, really remarkable information. Uh, maybe the beginnings of it you've heard before, but once we start get, getting going, this is uh, g- we're going we're delving into areas that uh, have been closed off, and be'ezer Sashem b'siyata d'shmaya, we're going to open up new vistas of understanding mechiras Yosef and all the history since then. Parshas Miketz, Parshas Miketz ends as follows. The pasuk says that uh, the brothers say to Yosef, you know, whoever finds Whoever is in possession of the goblet, he should die, and everyone else should be avodim. So Yosef says, Heaven forbid for such a thing. The one who the goblet is in his hand, he should be a slave. In other words, I'm not going to uh, kill anybody, and you, you don't all have to be slaves. The one who stole the gavia, he'll be a slave. Viatem and you, alu l'shaloim el avichem. People wanted to know. You know, I'm very against anybody having cell phones out in shul. You know, you're not going to have a cell phone out in the shul. Not during the day before. The, the thing is, not my shul. So do whatever you want. <laughs> no, just joking. You shouldn't have it out in any shul. It doesn't belong in a base haknesses. You wouldn't walk into uh, the base hamikdash with it. You shouldn't take it out in the shul. On off. With service, without service. Anyway, Viatem Alu Lishalem Alavichem. The Yosef HaTzadik says to the brothers, and you, you go up in peace to your father. What does that mean, you go up in peace to your father? So, here we have the famous comments of Rabbeinu Bechaye. Rabbeinu Bechaye, he doesn't mince any words. He says that Al Darach HaKabalah, these words, Alu Lishalem, is a remez to the ten martyrs. We know that in the time of uh, Roman occupation of Eretz Yisrael, they outlawed the learning of Torah. And over the course of some time, they convicted ten of the great all-time Tanoim for learning and teaching Torah. 
And our tradition is the ten martyrs were punished as some kind of rectification for Mechir Yosef, the ten sons of, Yo- of Yaakov and the ten martyrs. And therefore, Yosef tells the brothers that you guys will not be cleansed and purified until you go up in peace to your Father in Heaven. Says Rabbi we know that when the brothers took the cloak of Yosef and they dipped it in the blood and they told Yaakov, Yaakov, you recognize this? This was great cruelty. This was something absolutely terrible. And therefore, they were punished physically, bodily, that as soon as Yosef died in the parsha, they were subjugated physically. And then, years later, they were punished by Asara Haruge Malchus. Therefore, in this week's parsha, in parsha's Miketz actually, instead of calling them Ache Yosef, instead of calling them Bnei Yaakov, what are they called? Ho'anoshim, 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 Ho'anoshim. Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar says, Vayikhu Ho'anoshim, Ho'veyes Ho'anoshim, Ki'itu Yoichlu Ho'anoshim, Vayove Ho'eshes Ho'anoshim, Vayiru Ho'anoshim, Vayove Ho'eshes Ho'anoshim, Vayismu Ho'anoshim, Amtacho Yisho Ho'anoshim, Ho'anoshim Shulchu. Ten times that corresponds to the great Tanoim, the ten Tanoim. Who are they? Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, Rabbi Shmuel Kohen Gadol, Rabbi Akiva ben Yosef, Rabbi Huda ben Bava, Rabbi Hanani ben Tradion, Rabbi Sheva Vasoifer, Rabbi Lazar ben Dama, Rabbi Hanina ben Chachinoi, Rabbi Chutzpah Samatorgaman, Rabbi Lazar ben Shamua. And in fact, Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar ends off what Yosef was telling the brothers was, you go up in peace. Right now, you're not going to be in peace because you're going to have to suffer a terrible fate. You will not be in peace until you suffer in the times of the Asara Haruge Machos. The ten Shvatim, the ten martyrs. In fact, the Alshach says... We'll see, we'll come to that, we'll explain. The Ezra Sashem. No, why, no. In fact, the Alshach HaKadr says that when Yosef meets the brothers... He kisses each one and he cries on them. Why does he cry on them? Says the Alshech HaKadosh, he cries on them because he foresees their murderous and uh, brutal and grotesque death at the hands of the Romans. That's why Yosef cries on them. He sees what's going to happen to them. In fact, in the Sefer Karben Ha'ani, he says, Vayevka Alehem, Alehem is Rashi Tevois, Asidim Liois Haruge Malchos. They are destined to be the ten martyrs. Now, what do these ten Tanoim got to do with the ten Shvatim? They're not related. They're not descended. They're not first cousins, second cousins. It's many years later. Rav Sender asked that. He comes back and he's right in there. So, comes Rabbeinu B'chayi in Parshas Vayeshev. Rabbeinu B'chayi says, that what is the juxtaposition of the sale of Yosef HaTzadik with Yehuda, the story of Yehuda and Tamar? The answer is, it's all about the Gilgal. The combination of Gilgulam. Just like when Aaron Oinon died, and then Yehuda lived with Tamar, and they produced Peretz and Zarach. Peretz and Zarach were the Gilgulim of Aaron Oinon. How do we know that? Look in Parshas Vayigash. Parshas Vayigash, it says, the 70 souls that came down to Mitzrayim, it says... That Yehuda had Aaron Oinon, and Aaron Oinon died, 
And then Peretz and Zarach were born, and all the Rishonim asks, so why you say anything about Aaron Oinon? They died. They didn't go down to Mitzrayim. Why are Aaron Oinon counted in those who went down to Mitzrayim? The answer is, of course, they went down to Mitzrayim. Peretz and Zarach were Aaron Oinon through the secret of Yibam. We know that through Yibam, the child that's born takes on the soul of the deceased. And it's the same thing with Mechiras Yosef. Through the sale of Yosef, these ten individuals were Nizgalgel, reincarnated as the ten martyrs. Everybody knows this already. You didn't come here tonight to hear this. Everybody knows that Asar Haruge Malchus were a punishment for the ten sons of Yosef. You all knew this, or you should have known it. This is basic information. So that's an interesting question. Did Yosef ever forgive the brothers? Because that would that mean that they would have to be punished. Right? You would think that if Yosef forgave the brothers, then they wouldn't have to come back. It's not You would think, right. But it could be they had to come back. Maybe their tshuva to God wasn't complete. We don't know all the details. It happens to be, Rabbeinu Bechaye says, Rabbeinu Bechaye personally holds, that um, Yosef told the brothers, I don't bear a grudge against you. But he never said the words, and because of that, Rabbeinu Bechaye Shita is that Yosef was never moichel the brothers. There's a question in halacha that if you kiss someone, does that mean you're moichel them? And Yosef kissed the brothers. So why isn't that mechila? That's a separate conversation. But for now, we're learning they had to be reincarnated. But was Yosef Meichalem? Even though they weren't deceased at this point in time. They were still alive right now, but they were not atoned. Their atonement did not come until later on in history through the Asara Haruge Machas. Does he know about their Pesach? That he was married to Hanukkah? Yeah, he, he knew it all. If we knew the, the Shla, Yosef knew the Shla. Here's the question. Here's the million dollar question of the night. And the question is, Rabbi Sai, so you had ten martyrs. The only thing is, you didn't have ten brothers who sold Yosef. So where did, the ten, where, where did we get ten from? Yosef's not counted. Yosef, he obviously didn't want to be sold. Ruvain wasn't there. Binyamin wasn't there. So we have Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Yisachar, Zavulan, Dan, Naphtali, God, Asher. Ruvain, Yosef, and are not there. So why do you need ten martyrs to atone for nine Shvatim? That's the question of Rabbeinu B'chaye. Rabbeinu B'chaye, in his first answer, he says, no, Yosef is counted. Why? Because it's his fault that he was sold. He, got, he annoyed them. He got under their skin. He said, ah, oh, you want to see my technicolor dream, technicolor dream coat? You want to see my colorful garment? I'm going to be the king over you. I'm going to be the melech. I'm going to be the Moshe. I had a dream. I had a dream. And you guys bow down to me. You, you guys are corn, you're wheat, you're grain. You bow down to me and the stars bow down to me. And I'm going to be the king and you're going to be my subject. So Yosef incited their jealousy. So he, it's his fault. So therefore he also needs atonement and he is the 10th Shevet that needs to be atoned for through the 10 martyrs. That's answer number one. Answer number one is no, you can't, you can't blame Yosef for them selling him. But rather Ruvain. Ruvain's a 10th one. I, Ruvain, wasn't there. No, Ruvain's being punished for something else. Ruvain is being punished for meddling around in his father's bed. His father's mita was in the tent of Billah. He took it out of Billah's tent. He put it into Leah's tent. Um, 
Vayihi b'shkoyin Yisrael be'aretz ha'hi vayelech Ruvain vayishkav es bila pilegesh aviv vayu b'nei Yisrael shnei masar. So, so we're going to throw Ruvain in. Ruvain's being punished for his chet, and the brothers are being punished for their chet, and the asare haruge malchus are keneged Ruvain. Ruvain's part of the asare haruge malchus. That's answer number two. Now, here's an important idea. And that is, when it comes to Kabbalistic tradition, the primary source, although he came later than the Rishonim, is of course the Arizal. So let's examine this in the light of the Arizal. Now, today's shir comes from the Sefer, Shevile Pinchas, al Not the yearly Mamorim, but Al-Hatoyrah, Gimel, where he has four Mamorim on this. This is going to be a four-part shir. It is so vast... It is so vast, so this year we're going to do two parts, that there are four different shittos about what happened over here. And this is, uh, the Shpile Pinchas talks about this in Parshas Nikates, Mamorim Tezvav through Yerches, and also in Parshas Vayichi. So we're going to do part one and two this year, and with the help of the Almighty, we're going to do part three and four, hopefully next year. He stood up for his mother. And what did he accomplish by it? He, he honored his mother. So did he do something wrong? Yeah. Why? None of his business. You don't, <laughs> he should not have gotten involved. But, so he, what, and you know what happened but, to him? What happened at the end of the day? What happened at the end of the day is he got, he got demoted from everything he was ever given. He used to be the king. He used to be... Rube? Yeah. He used to be the Bukhar. And then he's just like a regular person and after that. Right? He lost everything. Right. But this has nothing to do with this year. We've got to move on. Otherwise, part one and two will keep us here until next year. Okay, so here we go. At first glance, analyzing this in light of the Arizal, it would seem that, in fact, Ruvain was one of the Asar Haruge Machos. As we know, when Ruvain came back to the pit, he sees, hey, Yosef ain't here. So what did he say? He said, Basically, what's going to be with me? Says the Arizal, Ruvain looked into the future. He looked at the nine brothers. He said, you guys are going to pay big time for this. He saw Rabbi Akiva being raked his skin with the coals. And he saw Rabbi Hanina ben Tradion being burnt in a safe tar. He said, Ayvai, what's going to be? He said, God's going to have to take revenge for what they do for you. You know what Ruvain said? Kale Nekamois Hashem, Kale Nekamois Sophia. Lord of vengeance is God. Lord of vengeance, reveal yourself. That's the Rashi Tevos. Va'ani... Ana, Ani, Kale, Nekamois, Hashem, Ana, Kale, Nekamois, Sefiyah. Because he saw that ten of them are going to be killed by Asar Haruge Machos. Now the simple reading of the Arizal in Parshas Vayeshev indicates that Ruvain was going to be included in the Asar Haruge Machos. That's why he said the Pasuk, Ana, Va'ani, Ana, Rashi Tevos, Kale, Nekamois, Hashem, Kale, Nekamois, Sefiyah. However, you're looking at me like, come on, that Rizal can't hold this. And you're right. Anyone familiar with the writings of Ari knows that Rizal holds Ruvain by no means was from the Asara Harugi Machos. How do we know this? First of all, that Rizal writes explicitly in the Sha- in the Sefer HaGilgulam. See, I knew Isaac, you're going to like this here. In the Sefer HaGilgulam, the Ari says that I have a tradition, Rav Chaim Bittar says I have a tradition from the Ari that Ruvain didn't really want to be part of the Mechiras Yosef. He just said, 
throw him into the pit. And therefore, uh, Ruvain was never reincarnated as Onasar Aruge Malchus. Instead, Ruvain became the following Tana, Rebbe Lezer Hagadol, Rebbe Lezer Ben Horkinus. And what happened to Rebbe Lezer Ben Horkinus? He was captured by Minim. Look in number nine. The Gemara by Dezar says, when Rebbe Lezer Ben Horkinus was taken Leminos, which means he was taken by Apikarsim to serve Avedazara. Says that Ari, Ruvain didn't want to sell, Ruvain didn't want to kill Yosef. He just threw him into the pit. Therefore, he's not part of the Asara Ruge Malchus. He just was reincarnated as a completely different Tana, namely Rebbe Lazar Throwing him to the pit, it could have killed him. He didn't know there was no... Snakes and scorpions. Very comfortable. Very pleasant pit. There were hundreds of snakes and scorpions. Very comfortable. It's not like they wanted to kill him. They just threw him to snakes and scorpions. What? Houdini was able to do something like that, so why can't Yosef do it, you know? They're right. Maybe the Rabbeinu B'chaye would have said, Ruvain threw him into the pit, so he tried to kill him. But the Arizal said, no, that's, that's, he's not part of the, the deal. The brothers wanted to shecht him, and Ruvain said, we can't kill him with our own hands, let's throw him into the pit. Therefore, he was punished. He turned into a Lezer Hagadol. And why was Rebbe Lezer Hagadol taken by Minim? The Arizal said, Minim are like snakes. And therefore, since Ruvain said, throw him to a pit of snakes, so Rebbe Lezer Hagadol was taken by Minim. It's Mida Keneged Mida. The bottom line is, according to the Arizal, Ruvain was not one of the Asara Harugi Mahas. Now, the truth is, please remind me next year, we need to have an entire shear on this subject. That Ruvain became Rebbe Lazar Haggadah, Rebbe Lazar ben Horkinus. Now I'm just going to tell you a few Ramazim. The Siyat next year, we have to have a Shir, Parshas Vayeshev. Ruvain was Nizgalgal as Rebbe Lazar Haggadah. I'll tell you a few Ramazim. Tell you a few Ramazim. First of all, there's an incredible Haggadah. This is the most amazing thing ever. If anybody knows Rebbe Pinchas Friedman, the Ramazim that he comes up with are from a, really from other Eilamites. And the Chidushim he comes up with. There's only one sefer that's similar to it. It's a Haggadah called Beis Avram Beis Aharain that has like three different perushim with Ramazim like you wouldn't believe. So when I opened the sefer and I saw that this was a Gadol who was killed in the Holocaust and he's the uncle of Rapinchas Friedman, so it, a lot of things made sense. He's the he's the the uncle of the Shvile Pinchas. He says like this. Vayashav Ruvain el Habar. Literally, Ruvain returned to the pit. No, it could be read. Ruvain returned to this world as Rebbe Lezer Hagodol, whose praise was, he's a bar she'enoi ma'abed tipa. Vayashav Ruvain el Habar. Ruvain came back as the bar she'enoi ma'abed tipa. Number 12. Vayashav Ruvain el Habar. Furthermore, when Rabbi Yochum and Zakai encouraged Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Lazar to learn Torah, he said the mashal of Abar She'ino Yochel Ohetzimayim. Now listen to these Ramazan. Vayashav Ruvain El Habar is Gematria. Ruvain turned El Bar Sid She'ino Ma'abetipa. Ruvain returned to the pit, meaning he turned into the bar that's limed, that doesn't lose a drop. The Gematria Vayashav is Eliezer. The Gemachia Vayashav Ruvain is Rebbe Lezer Hagadol. 
Rabbi Lazar Hagadol is Gematria Zu Gilgal Ruvain Ben Yaakov. <coughs> Don't try that at home. Okay? When, now, when Ruvain was born, what did Leah say? Ah, oh, Ra Hashem Ba'onyi. God saw my affliction. Ra'a. Rabbi Eliezer Hagadol. <coughs> so that is just a flavor. That's going to be a topic next year. So now we're learning that the first answer of Rabbeinu, the second answer of Rabbeinu Bechaye, that the tenth person who needed atonement for Mechiras Yosef is Ruvain. That we can't say based on what, what we know from the Arizal, because Ruvain was not part of the Asar Machas. We therefore have to say like the first answer, Rabbeinu Bechaye, namely that the tenth individual who needs atonement is Yosef himself. And that is basically the approach of the Arizal. Now, watch this. Comes the Shlach HaKadosh, number 14. V'shamati mixas hamikubalim. I heard some Kabbalists that Rabbi Akiva was the Gilgal of Yosef. Because here's the thing, friends. If there are ten Shvatim and ten Tanoim, we need to figure out which Tana corresponds to which Shevet and who corresponds to Yosef. So this is what we were discussing on Shabbos, which, by the way, there are three other Shittos, and it's for sure not unanimously held, that uh, the Mekubalim say, Rabbi Akiva was the Gilgal of Yosef. That is why throughout Shas, what is Rabbi Akiva called? Akiva ben Yosef. It's very hard to call someone Ben Yosef when your father's name is not Yosef. <laughs> I'm, that's my name. That's what happens to be my father's name. But Akiva's father's name wasn't Yosef. So why is he called Ben Yosef? The answer is because he was the Gilgal of Yosef. Now, who are these Mikubalim that the Shla heard from? The Chida quotes the Arizal. The Chida Midbar Kedema, number 15, he quotes the Arizal, that that's why Akiva is called Akiva Ben Yosef, because he was a Gilgal of Yosef. And the, Ari, and the Ari is quoted explicitly as saying this in Shar Mamore Chazal, Mesach the Shabbos, Kufiya Tesla Mabes. Now, what? What? That what? You mean, why didn't that take care of the job? Was it enough the sin was so severe that he had to go through that and have a kiva as a... Always doesn't touch it. I'm just a reporter, you know. Okay. Lamaisa, did Rabbi Kiva suffer? Yosef suffered. And I'm saying, did Rabbi Kiva suffer? Oh, not, right, maybe not. Rabbi Chaim Vital says that... Um, we have a tradition from the Rishonim that when a person is Moiser Nefesh HaKedosh Hashem, it's not painful. I don't know. I, I don't have... I can't answer. I could just present these Makairos. But the Chassam Soifer goes with the Arizal. Listen to the Chassam Soifer. Yaakov meets Yosef. What does Yaakov Inu do? He says, Shema. Why is Yaakov saying Shema? A man, I have a question. You know... If you meet an important person and he comes over to you, Shalom Aleichem, Shema Yisrael, it's, it's a little bit insulting. You know, if you start saying Shema, 
in a, as an important person is, is uh, greeting you. He was saying, why wasn't so, saying so why was why was Yaakov saying Shema? No, the answer is Yosef. Yosef's not an important person. He's just a melech. The same thing as a melech is uh, is just a melech, but uh, Yaakov has to say Shema. So why is Yosef not saying Shema? So because Yaakov Yaakov is also a melech. Okay, so Yosef should say Shema. The answer is Yaakov Inu is the Rebbe of Yosef. Says the Chassam Sefer. He's his Rebbe. Is a Rebbe's honor greater than a king's honor? Yeah, there's one individual who holds that the honor of a Talmud Chacham is like, is so great, it's like the honor of God himself. Who holds the honor of a Talmud Chacham is like God himself? There was a man by the name of Rabbi Akiva. Remember Shimon Huam Sunni? He was an S specialist. He darshan every single S in the Torah until he got up to the Pasuk, and he said, can't be. There's no one else in this world that you need to fear on par with God. So therefore he gave up, he abdicated his mission of darshaning all the Essen and the Torah. Ah, Shabbat Rabbi Akiva! And he said, Es, Larabois, Talmidei Chachamim, there's someone in this world you need to give reverence to on par with God Himself, and that's the Talmud Chacham. Why was it that Rabbi Akiva was the only one who knew the greatness of Talmud Chacham? The answer is, because Rabbi Akiva's Yosef! And Yosef displayed the greatness of a Talmud Chacham when? When he didn't say Shema when his father greeted him. His father said Shema because it's not Krishna. Why didn't Yosef say Shema? Because Yosef knew the honor of a Talmud Chacham supersedes Shema. So therefore, Rabbi Akiva, the Gilgal of Yosef, learned from Yosef that the great covet of Tamil Chacham says That's right. It was Isaac that's your answer. But the Chassam Soifer says the reason why Yosef... No, because covet of a father will not supersede Krishma, the Chassam Soifer says. The only thing that could supersede Krishma is covet Hamil Chachamim. That's what the Chassam Soifer says. Yosef was also saying Krishna. Somewhere it says over there he touched his eyes or something. He said... We gave a share on this, so we gave almost 10 answers to this question. It's a very big question. But this is the approach to the Chassam Soifer. Chassam Soifer says, the reason why he didn't say Shema is because How did Rabbi Kiva know Because he is Yosef, Akiva ben Yosef. In fact, what does Yaakov say to Yosef? My blessings are greater than my father's blessings. Me, me day avir Yaakov. Yaakov says to Yosef, me day avir Yaakov. Avir Yaakov, oisi ois. You know who you are? Rabbi Akiva. Avir Yaakov, this week's parsha. Parsha Vayichi. You ever hear that? Parsha Vayichi? You know that parsha? In this week's parsha, Yaakov tells Yosef, you know who you are? Avir Yaakov, Rabbi Akiva. That's the, uh, the Chassam Soifer. Fine, so far so good. And you knew you you knew this already. I know you knew this already. You knew that Yosef was taking the place of Rabbi Akiva. He's the Gilgal of Rabbi Akiva. Now why Rabbi Akiva should su- should suffer the worst fate of all Dasarayir Haruge Malchus when he is being the scapper to the one individual who's barely responsible for the Mechiras Yosef, Yosef himself. That's why the Megala Amukais disagrees with this. And he says Yosef was the Gilgal of Shimon. And that we're going to do next year. But this year we're working with Ari. Okay? And, and the Ari you knew already. Rabbi Akiva is Akiva ben Yosef. 
And the Shvila Pinchas wants to say, why is Yosef busy with the Gavia? You know, he's always busy with the Gavia, the Gavia, Gavia. <laughs> he's, he's putting the Gavia in their knapsack. Everything, he's rubbing the Gavia in their nose. Gavia is Gilgal Akiva Ben Yosef. But that you knew already. That's, that's the basis of today's share. Here's the problem. The Arizal contradicts himself. Now, Arizal writes in his, in his parish on Shas, Likute HaShas. You ready for this? We know the Asara Haruge Malchus was a kapara for the Asara Sashvatim. Remember we had a share a couple weeks ago that they, why didn't anybody know what happened to Yosef? Why didn't, how, did, how come Yaakov didn't know and Yitzchak didn't say and Binyamin didn't say? Why? Cherem. And we asked, who was the tenth person in the Cherem? God. So Arizal says, since God was part of the Mechiras Yosef, Akiva was not the Gilgal, but Akiva was in the place of the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. The Rebbeinu Shalom needed Kapara for Mechiras Yosef, so to speak, if we could even allow ourselves to say those words, but that's what the Arizal says. The fact that the Rebbeinu went along with it and he allowed himself to be associated with it, that's how we bring a carbon on Rosh Chodesh. Why? God says, I made the moon small. I want you to bring a kapara for me. Same thing with Mechiras Yosef. I was involved in Mechiras Yosef. So I will put Rabbi Akiva instead of me. Now why would Rabbi Akiva be instead of God? Says Ari, you know, very simple. Because all the other brothers had brotherhood. But God is all by himself. So God needs a ger. Because a ger is not connected to the rest of the Jewish people. There's no achva between the ger and the rest of Yisrael. What? What's a ger? A convert. A convert does not have the same brotherhood with the rest of the Jewish people. So therefore, that the ger would more be more appropriate to represent God because God is echad. Says Ari! That's the meaning of the Gemara. When Rabbi Akiva died, Yatsasa nishmasai! Be'echad. Doesn't just mean his soul left when he said the word echad. His soul left in the place of Echad and the place of God. So the first question is, this contradicts everything we ever learned. We always learned Rabbi Akiva was an atonement for Yosef. And now that Rizal is saying he's taking the place of God. But watch this. There's a Pasuk. You ready for this Pasuk? Let's see, help me out here. Why? Had it, had it not been for the brothers, yeah. they wouldn't have sold Yosef. Right. And we would be a, a new Shalayim now, bringing Karben Chagiga, eating Basar. Getting Ruach HaKodesh. What? We'd be, uh, you know, getting Ruach HaKodesh. He and became king, and because of, he became king, that's why everybody was saved. Yeah, the majority was a goyim. Marv Rabbi the Pesach says, V'chol, Masar, Bakar, V'tzayin. Listen carefully. V'chol, Masar, Bakar, V'tzayin. Koyal asher ya'avor tachas ho'ashavat. Ho'asiri yi'a koydash l'ashem. You know this Pesach? 
the last pasuk you would think. I didn't put it on the sheet because I know you know it by heart. V'chol masar bakar v'tzayin. Any tenth of a cattle or a sheep. Kol asher yavar tachas hashavet. Anything that goes under the rod. Ha'asiri, the tenth one, yiyah kodesh Hashem. Right? We know. You open up the corral, the animals walk out, moo, 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 and the tenth animal that says moo is master behemah. Cattle and sheep. Says Rav Sham Shin We know the ten harugi machas are in lu of the ten shvatim because of the chait of mechiras um, yosef. The question is, only nine brothers sold yosef, and Ruvain wasn't there. Says Rav Sham Shin, and you know, it can't be Yaakov, and it can't be Ruvain, and it can't be Binyamin. The answer is, it's instead of God, God. Because they were mitzdarif the shechina and the cherem, and therefore, who's going to be in lieu of God? It has to be Rabbi Akiva. You ready for this? I'm so excited. I have to stand. Why Rabbi Akiva? Because Rabbi Akiva is the only one who says the Talmud Chacham is equal to Hashem. So once he darshan, the Talmud Chacham is equal to Hashem. So God said, really? Talmud Chacham is equal to Hashem? Okay, so you'll be me. Ayam Menaira. That's Rav Shamsh Nashipoli. You know why Rabbi Kiva is in the place of God? Because he's the one who said, Esla Rabbi Tamide Chachamim. Es Hashem Alekecha Tirol Rabbi Tamide Chachamim. So of course he's in lieu of God. That's number 22. This we have to read inside. Look at number 22. Likute Shoshanim. Rav Shamshin Me'ashtapoli. One of the great old-time Kubalim. He says in the middle of the piece, V'habez, last word on the word line is V'habez. Machmas Sherebi Akiva Darash Es Hashem L'Rabo Yistami Chachamim Nimtza Hishva Kavoydo L'Chvay Ramakoim V'yakin HaYehul Hashem Yizmarach By the way, the Shla writes, you know why it's Rabbi Kiva? Because Rabbi Kiva came tachas kanfei hashchina. Literally, he means he came under the wings of the shchina as a ger. No, tachas kanfei instead of the shchina. <laughs> why? Because he's the one who darshaned that tamir chacham are equal to God. So, Rabbi, so, that's explain why he came to the pardes, entered the and came alive. Maybe. What, what, watch this. Says Rav Shanshim Ramei V'chol masar. The Chalmaster is Rosh Tevois. You know what's Rosh Tevois? The Yedu Kulam Lama Meis Akiva Shehoyaraya. The Chalmaasar stands for. Look at these words a few lines down. The Chalmaasar stands for. The Yedu Kulam Lama Meis Akiva Shehoyaraya Bakar Vatsan. You know why he died? Anyone who leaves this world from the Asar Haruge Malchus, it's in lieu of one of the Shvatim. But Ho'asiri, the tenth one of the Asar Haruge Malchus, Rabbi Akiva, Kodesh Lashem, he is in lieu of God himself. Ho'asiri, Yiyah Kodesh Hashem. Now, I mean, that's mind boggling. To me, the idea that because Rabbi Akiva darshaned 
As Hashem Alekecha Tira L'Rabbi Samecham and he put Hamecham on a par with God, so now he's eligible to be in lieu of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. That's made the trip down to this world worth it, just to know that. So he took because otherwise nobody else could he could take the place of Eber, Rabbi Kiva, whose whole essence was Tamicha Chamar equal to Shchina, equal to Shchina. So let him be equal to Shchina. Now, Ad Kedei Kach, that you know, there's a sefer on uh, on Choshen on 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 Orchayim in the Shulchan Aruch Chayk Yaakov. You ever hear the Chayk Yaakov? It's printed in the Shulchan Aruch, Rabbi Yaakov Reisher. Or in Yoradea, he wrote Torah Hashlamim on Hilchas Nida. Or, Shaos Yitzhuvah Shavus Yaakov, Rabbi Yaakov Reisher. He also wrote the Ion Yaakov, the classic commentary on the Ion Yaakov, Ion Yaakov. Listen to this. Says the Ion Yaakov, Rabbi Akiva was wrong to Darshan. You know who you have to fear on par with God? Tamid HaChamim. He took it too far. <laughs> no, you're telling me I have to honor my Rebbe, like Hashem himself? No, that's that's too far. He went beyond the pale. So he was punished. Mida, Keneged, Mida. You think Tamir Chacham are so great? They're like, God, okay, you'll be instead of God by Nasar Ruge Machos. That's how the Ion Yaakov went. In fact, he writes this in two places in Shas. In Masech the Sanhedrin, listen to this Gemara, number 25. Rish Lakish said on the Pasuk, Zeh Sefer Todai Sa'adam, that when God created Adam, he showed Adam all the great people who would live in, in history. He showed him Rabbi Akiva, and the, it says he was Sameach B'Tairasa, he rejoiced over Rabbi Akiva's Torah. V'ne'et Savam Misasai, and he was sad about Rabbi Akiva's death. Says that Yon Yaakov, why, was, why did Adam Arishan like Rabbi Akiva's shir so much? Very Pasha. Because why did Adam eat from the Etzadas? He wanted to be like God. So he didn't like anybody else's shear because nobody else said that rabbis could be like God. But Rabbi Akiva, he said, Tamiram could be like God. Adam Rishon loved Rabbi Akiva's shear. But he was very upset why he died because he learned that he died because Rabbi Akiva made a mistake for going too far to equate Tamiram like God. This is the approach of the Ion Yaakov and Shas. And it's a Pele because we don't hold this way. We hold Rabbi Kiva's right. We paskin. Rabbi Kiva's drasha is paskin in Shas. Throughout Shas, Kavoy Tamil Chachomim is a mitzvah do'iraisa. We learn it out from a Hashem Lekechatira, and it supersedes other mitzvahs throughout Shas. In fact, the Yalkut HaGershuni asks on Ion Yaakov, Heaven forbid that Rabbi Kiva made a mistake by darshaning Look, for example, in the Gemara in Shavuos, the Gemara says, on the one hand, there's a mitzvah for the Edom to stand. On the other hand, we have to honor the Tamir Chachamim. And the honor of Tamir Chachamim is greater because Es Hashem they're like the Rebbe Hashem himself. So we see we Paskin like Rabbi Akiva. Furthermore, Which word is the rabbi? S. S. Hashem Hashem The word S is extra. Most of the time people S, it's just extra. Not needed. So, but furthermore, the Ion Yaakov himself paskins 
throughout his psukim uh, that the mitzvah of Kavatamichachamim is greater than other mitzvahs. And how could you say Rabbi Akiva was at fault for darshaning it when Rabbi Akiva passed away? They said, Ashrecha Rabbi Akiva sheyatsasan nishmascha be'echad. Bottom line, Wednesday evening, Yud Beis, Teves, Tavshin Peibes, this is where we're holding. By the way, tomorrow night is the yard site of the Tzaddik of Ranana. So brace yourself for that great evening. But before that, tonight we have the question of the century. On the one hand, Arizal says that Akiva was a kapara for Yosef HaTzaddik. What did Yosef do wrong? He incited the Mechira. He got under their skin. He, he aroused their jealousy. And therefore, Rabbi Akiva is an atonement for Yosef. And on the other hand, the Ari and Rabbi Shamshin Rashapoli, they said, Rabbi Akiva was Tachas Kanfe Ashkina. He darshaned as Hashem Lagaratira. He took the place of God. So what was Rabbi Akiva? Was he in lieu of Yosef? Or was he in lieu of the Rebbeinu Shalaylam? Good Kasha, no? This much we didn't know yet, right? I didn't know for sure. So this is how the Shvile Pincha sets this up. It's unbelievable. He takes the most mystical and highest level mystical traditions and he just sets it up. He sets it up so clearly. And you know who asked this question? The Shlah himself. And listen to the answer of the Shlah. The answer of the Shlah will forever revolutionize your understanding of Yeridas Mitzrayim. The Shlah starts off by saying that the secret of Yatsasa Nishmase Be'echad is that Rabbi Akiva took the place of the Shechina. That's what it means. He came Tachas Kanfe Hashchina in lieu of the Shechina. So isn't that a stira to what I always say that Akiva ben Yosef, that Akiva is the Gog of Yosef? The answer is not at all. Because yes, the Shechina took part in the Mechiras Yosef. But we always know the Shechina has to rest on someone. So who does the Shechina rest on? Yosef is the Merkava to the Shechina. Yosef is the chariot of the Shechina. So Yosef and God, they're in cahoots. They're, they're, they're a tag team. Yosef is the Merkava of the Shechina. When did Yosef become the Merkava of the Shechina? When they sold him and now they have to go down to Mitzrayim and we know God always accompanies the Jewish people into the Golos. So Yosef now became the receptacle to house and to contain the Shechina. So Rabbi Akiva was the Gilgal of Yosef, but he's Mechaper for the Shechina. But which one? It's the same thing. The Shechina resting on Yosef. Yosef is the Merkava of the Shechina. Now watch this. This is very important, you side. When Yosef comes down to Mitzrayim, it says a very interesting Lashem. Vayihi Hashem as Yosef. Vayihi Ishmatzliach. Vayihi Beves Adonav HaMitzri. What word does it keep on saying? Vayihi, 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 Vayihi indicates like Havayo Chadosh, a new entity, a new being. The Ben Ashri writes somewhere that the word Vayihi implies some a new creation. What's this new creation? The Bereshis Rabbah says they recognize the Shechina went down with Yosef. 
That's how they knew the Hashem Imai. The Shechina was on him. They saw the Breshis Rabbi says Pevav Hey. That they saw the Shechina Imedas Al Gabav. Now, do you remember the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah? The Gemara in Rosh Hashanah says, how many exiles did the Shechina make when it left Eretz Yisrael, when it left Yerushalayim? And corresponding to the exiles of the Shechina, the Sanhedrin made exiles. And remember the last stop of the Sanhedrin was in Tiberia, Umisham Asidim Lehigoyal. How many stops did the Shechina make? The Shechina made ten stops. The Gemara says in Rosh Hashanah. So too, when the Jews went down into Gullus, now to Mitzrayim, there were ten exiles. You know, in previous year when we spoke about how the brothers went down to Mitzrayim four times, the truth is, says the Hafla, there were ten Gullusim. Yosef went to Shechem. He went to Doisan. He was sold four times. Medyanim, Soichrim, Yishmaelim, Poitifar. Then he was put in jail. Then the brothers went down to Mitzrayim. Then they came down with Benjamin. And then they came down with Yaakov. When they came down with Yaakov, the Golas was over. So corresponding to the ten times the brothers and Yosef went down to Mitzrayim, later on, Klal Yisrael, they would leave Eretz Yisrael on ten stops. Yosef and the Shechina is the entirety of Klal Yisrael. What's Yosef Gematria? 156, 6 times 26. What's Shechina? 385. Yosef plus Shechina equals Yisrael. 541. Now this is revolution. Does anybody remember? When Yosef was sold, what happened to Yaakov? Shechina left him. So we always said, oh, he was depressed. He was sad. He was morose. There was an cherem. No, you know why the Shechina left him? It went with Yosef. That's why. The Apollo says the Shechina left him because now we're going down to Golos. So now when Yaakov comes down, the Shechina went back to Yaakov. Once, once Yaakov is told Yosef is still alive and Yaakov's going to join him in the Golos, so the Shechina goes back to Yaakov, says the Apollo. The Shechina didn't leave Yaakov because he was sad. The Shechina left Yaakov because Yosef is the Merkava to the Shechina. Maybe. By the way, who's the Talmud of the, of the Hafla? Sam Soifer. Sam Soifer writes, Vayered Mitzrayma Onus Alpi Hadibor. He went down to Egypt, compelled by the Dibor, compelled by the Shechina. Says the Sam Soifer, the reason the Shechina left Yaakov Avinu is because it already left him, because it went to Yosef. So Yosef is the Merkava to the Shechina. The answer to the question, Rabbi of how could it be that Akiva ben Yosef, Akiva is the Gilgal and rectification of Yosef, when we have a tradition that because Rabbi Akiva darshan, the Sashem Tira, the Rabbi's Tamid Chachamim, so he's on par with God, so he could take the place of God. So who was he? Was he a Gilgal of Yosef or is he a rectification for the Shechina? The answer is he is in lieu of that great entity, namely Yosef HaTzadik being the Merkava to the Shechina. When did Yosef become the Merkava to the Shechina? When they sold him. As soon as they sold him, he became the Merkava to the Shechina. He made ten stops. Why did the Shechina leave Yaakov Avinu? The Shechina left Yaakov Avinu.
because it went to Yosef. How was Yosef Zoycha to be the Merkava to the Shechina? Because he's the one who darshined Es Hashem Chatira so you think, okay, well, we, we, yeah, now it's all clear. It's very beautiful. I could say this. I could say this at the Shabbos table. I could say anybody want to hear it. Var Torah. I could say over two sheets of the Marizal, uh, the Stira, the Shlaz answer with the Hafla and and uh, and Rav Shem to bat. The answer is because there are two more sheets here that need reconciliation. Namely, the Arizal writes in the third place that Rabbi Kiva was Yaakov. Midei Avir Yaakov, Rabbi Kiva was Yaakov. And then what about the Megala Amukah is that he was Shimon. That's why you need to come back next year. So don't think, okay, we already reached the highest Madrega, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go somewhere else. I'll learn, I'll learn in a different place. Now you got to come back because we still have a lot to do. But at least as we conclude Sefer Voracious, I hope that this year we were a little bit more elevated and deeper than last year. And as a Sashem, we haven't even scratched the surface. Have a wonderful night. Chazak, chazak, finish chazak.